Welcome to She's Wild, the podcast for women in land and development. I'm your host, Nancy Surak. I created this podcast as a way to collect conversations of women in the land and development industry. I've been a land broker on the West Coast of Florida for nearly 20 years, and I love to empower other women and to tell them about this amazing industry. But I find often that there just aren't enough women being featured on big stages, whether that's at local conferences or nationally. So I set out to find these women myself that are killing it in my business across North America that are changing the communities that they live in every single day, whether they're building condos, multifamily, single family, office or industrial projects. I hope that you will find this space to be inspirational, motivating, and educational. From time to time, I will feature women who are not only in my business, but also career coaches and motivational speakers. Today's guest is Tia Jesse. Tia is the Vice President over Development for Eden Multifamily and Eden Living out of Southeast Florida. Tia has more than 20 years of development experience and she's been responsible for building more than 2,000 multifamily units in her career. And she's building more and more every day. In this interview, you're gonna hear all about how she originally got involved in the development industry, what keeps her going every day, and what she's most excited about. Enjoy the show. Hi, welcome to She's Wild, the podcast for women in land and development. Today, we have a very special guest. I'm going to let her go ahead and introduce herself. Tia, why don't you tell us who you are and what you do? Hi, well, I'm happy to be here with you today, Nancy. Um, So uh, again, my name is Tia Jesse, and I am VP of development at Eden Multifamily. Um, We are a um, multifamily development company based in Coconut Grove in Miami, Florida, Um, We develop ground up projects, uh, multifamily projects currently throughout the state of Florida, and we are expanding very soon and quickly into the Carolinas, um, Georgia, and even moving out west into um, Utah and Colorado. So we, um, I have been with Eden for close to seven years now, six years now. So it's been, it's been uh, uh, a number of years now, but I started right in the beginning of the company. So it's been great. I've had a great opportunity to be with um, to be with Eden since the first project and experience sort of our our exponential growth in the past couple of years has been super exciting. How exciting is that? So what did you do before you were at Eden? So um, I started um, many moons ago, but not that many, not that many um, working for a development company in Miami. And it was a small developer, um, a Brazilian developer um, doing condo development. That was my first, um, my first job out of college and uh, worked there for a number of years and left and uh, to follow a boy <laughs> up to Ohio um, and actually uh, came back down to Miami um, and got a job um, with a, um, well, use of my contacts I had for my previous job and got a job working for Wood Partners, which was my first foray into multifamily and um, had a really great experience there and really learned, that was where I learned about multifamily. Everything had been condo up until that point in time and was at Wood Partners for um, about eight years, I guess it was, and uh, worked for my now current uh, boss and our, our 
our principal at Eden, um, Jay Jacobson, and uh, had a great experience there, really learned so, so much about the business. And, um, and then 2008 hit and uh, I was laid off and, and, and very sad because I really liked what I was doing, um, but kind of thought this is a good time to sort of regroup. Um, we'd had a busy couple of years, a good couple of years, um, you know, was able to kind of take that time off and relax and do some things and had a third child. Uh, so that kept me busy and decided I was going to just kind of lay low for a few years, do some consulting work again, using some of my contacts that I had. Um, I, you know, just picked up jobs here and there, helping people write deal memos, you know, doing, you know, just analyzing deals, doing some development work. Um, on a consulting basis and stayed in touch with Jay Jacobson for those years and uh, reached out to him at one point and he, his email bounced back. And so I called him and he said, I'm so glad you called me. I've got great news. I'm starting a new development company um, with another um, very seasoned real estate professional in South Florida, Jay Masterman. And he said, we're starting this new company and I want to bring you on. And I was like, I'm in. Like, I don't even need any more details. So um, took a six, about six months to actually make that happen. But then that is when I moved um, over to Eden. That's amazing. And you guys, how many units do you guys currently either own or have under development? So right now, and I, I jotted these numbers down. So because I, because they're, they're, they're quickly increasing. So I, I never know where we are. But right now under construction, um, and actually we have two platforms right now. So we have our multifamily side. But then um, we recently launched our Eden Living platform, which is our horizontal living, what a lot of people know is the you know, build for rent product type. Um, so we've kind of broken off those two separate books of business. And on, on the multifamily side, we have 500 units under construction and we have 630 units under contract and a ton more in our pipeline. And in the Eden Living pipeline, um, we have, um, we have, countless projects. I mean, I really was going through the list and I thought, oh my gosh, we have so much work, um, which is great. Um, but we have 600 units under construction and 1500 units under contract right now. So where exactly is the geography for those units? So um, on, on the multifamily side, we have a project that's active in Broward County in Tamarack. That's under construction. We have one in Port Orange under construction as well. Um, the ones that we have under contract are actually in South Florida, which is exciting for us because we always, we really like to do deals down here. It's just really, really tough. Um, and our even living projects tend to be, um, right now we have one in West Melbourne that's under construction. We have one in Jacksonville. Those tend to be a little bit more central Florida and North, um, just because of the nature of those projects requiring, you know, larger sites. Um, obviously, we don't find a lot of huge undeveloped land parcels in South Florida. So um, those tend yeah. to be more it, central and North Florida. We're running out in Tampa too. Um, yeah, you know, I'm exactly. a land broker. And so I love that <laughs> space. And, and I joke around and I'm like, if I had a dollar for every bill for rent group that came in and said, hey, we're coming to Tampa. I'm like, I could retire because there's so right. many. I know. Um, we're so trying. I congratulate you guys for <laughs> getting deals going and under construction. Um, I do think that it's going to change uh, homeownership and rentership like forever. You know, I'm like, yeah. this is, it's not, I don't think it's ever going to go back. 
you know? Yeah, it's incredible. And, and, and I think that y- you can just see it in, in the values um, and, and the rates that a lot of these properties are getting. And, and, and it's just, it's very exciting. And there's obviously a lot of capital out there who's very interested in this product type, which makes it, you know, a lot easier for us to get projects done when, when, uh, you know, when people are throwing money at us, <laughs> then when we're trying to chase them down for the money. Imagine that, like coming from 2008 and nine and 10 and being like, oh yeah, money's not an issue in the space anymore. I know. Uh, But I remember, you know, like, I remember like nobody was buying anything in like 2009 and 10. Right. He's freaking out. Um, So tell me in your role at Eden now, what exactly, like, take me through a typical day. What do you do do on a typical day or Um, a typical week? Well, you know, and that's one of the things that I really love about this business is that we do so many different things and wear so many different hats. And I never appreciated that and didn't really understand what all went into the development of projects until, of course, you know, I I got into this business. Um, So, you know, at this point, really, we are we are working so quickly to get a lot of these deals out of the ground. And so a lot of my time right now, I I shortly have a call with um, our general contractor and our equity partner to go over um, a new price that we received today, which of course is way too high as all the prices that we receive on these new construction projects are right now. Um, but that will be, that's been a big focus is really trying to, and really right now, I think for a lot of us in this business, a big focus is trying to figure out how to build these projects and navigate the crazy construction pricing, building material, supply chain issues that are out there. Um, that's taking a, a disproportionate amount of my bandwidth at this point in time. But Really, a, a lot of my day is is just going through each of our projects, um, kind of you know seeing where we are with things, working with the consultants, um, you know having meetings with our equity partners um, to kind of keep everybody up to speed and where we are with things, and and, um, and and you know running through all these new projects that we've got, just really getting them, you know, getting these site plans done, getting our plans done, really kind of. Um, and, and then just even further along, you know, we have these projects to our two multifamily deals are about to, um, they will be getting TCO in the next few months, over the next six months, both of them. And so we're busy ramping those up with our management company to go ahead and, and start uh, pre-leasing on those. And so um, it really varies every day, which is what I love about this business is just there's so many different facets. So I, I might be in a construction meeting. I might be in a job site one day with, you know, my boots and my hard hat. And, you know, the next day we're having, you know, a fabulous luncheon with our equity partners who've flown in from New York, or it, there's just so many different things. And, and, and it just keeps it really exciting. Um, and, and just always, always challenging too, because it changes. The landscape is changing. I mean, again, this environment with pricing and, and, and supply chain issues, um, I'm having conversations and dealing with subjects that I've never dealt with before in my career, which is, which is kind of fun. You know, I mean, I, these issues aren't all fun. Don't get me, don't no, get me I, wrong. I get it. Yeah. But, but, but at least just even just, you know, it's, it's challenging. I, I, I never have a boring day. That, that's for sure. Yeah. The variety is great. Cause I even say that, you know, I tell people, oh, I sell, I'm a land broker. I sell land and they I get often, if it's not somebody in our business, this blank stare, like what, what? So I explain it. And they say, they'll ask me like, what's that like? And I'm like, every day is different. Every piece of dirt is different. Every landowner is different. Every buyer is different. Every contract is unique. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, a lot of my job is really just keeping things on, on the, on the, the proper path 
And that sounds like it's a lot of yours too. Just sort of just making sure, okay, what should be the next step? And is that occurring? And if it's not occurring, like what is the problem and how do we go and address that? Yes, that's a great way to to summarize it. And that's very true. And, And also a lot of what we've had to do recently is because things are moving so quickly is really look forward and anticipate a lot further ahead and kind of where we're going and, and where we could have missteps and start trying to figure out ways to quickly correct. Because again, with, with all the pricing volatility for us, you know, we really have had to make some quick decisions and, and do things in a different way than we've had to do them before. And so we're just trying to be as forward thinking as we can so that we can keep these projects more moving forward that we, you know, we want to build all the stuff that we have in our pipeline and we've got an incredible pipeline. So we really want to get all these things started. Um, but it's not, it's not as easy as it used to be. You know, it's, it is easy. It's easier in some regards, as you said, because of the capital, that's great to not have that on our plate to be just constantly doing the dog and pony show and trying to raise money. Um, but every deal takes so much more um, brain damage right now. And just because of, uh, because of the, the crazy environment we're in. Um, so it, that's, that's been, uh, that's been a challenging part of it. And just really trying to anticipate things that we've never had to anticipate before. <laughs> so, um, and, and we had, I, in our meeting that I was in the other day, we were talking about that and just really even in writing contracts and in writing and in, in negotiating GC agreements, again, so much more brain damage before we would get these agreements you'd go through them you'd make a couple changes you'd sign them now they're taking you know months and then pricing is changing as you're doing this and 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 then you're going back to the drawing board and 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 there's just it's it's very uh it's very time consuming and um but i also say it's making us better project managers it's making us better developers it's making us better contractors you know we're really having to kind of really dig in and, and fine tune our skills at being developers because it's not always so easy. Yeah. I mean, if they, what do they say? If every, if it was so easy, everyone would be doing it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, And you guys have a a great track record and a beautiful product. And, and, uh, you know, when I called you to be a guest, I was like, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear what you're working on. And I, I love to ask this occasionally, tell me about your favorite deal that you've ever done in your career. What's like, what comes to mind? Oh, that's a tough one, but I, I'm going to have to say it was my first deal and it wasn't a multifamily deal. It was a condo deal. And it was very exciting because I was just out of college, had been a year out of college and uh, had thought I was going to go into banking. My degree is in finance and international business. I thought, oh, I'm going to go to banking and, um, and did a, started interviewing, did the management training realized, oh, this is terrible. You know, <laughs> going to banking. Um, and, and so again, got a job, you know, in development and working for this, this um, company in Miami that was developing a new condo. Um, and they were seasoned developers of shopping malls in South America and had never developed a condo before, hired a super smart guy in Miami. who was my first boss and my mentor and uh, built this super luxury 14 story condo on South beach. And this was back in 
96, 97, 98 ish. So it was right when kind of the first like super luxury condos were coming to Miami beach and it was just very fancy. It was, we had great, we, we sponsored when Pavarotti came to the beach, we sponsored Pavarotti and, and we would have these lavish parties. And, and of course I was in my, you know, early mid twenties at that point in time. And, and so it was just, it was really fun, but what was neat for me just coming out of college and working for this, this very small shop, I was kind of thrown into all of it. So I was first started working and was just kind of running numbers. I was kind of hired as an analyst and then they needed somebody to help um, with some of the marketing stuff. So I would get to go sit in on the advertising meetings. And then throughout construction, they needed, you know, help with, with various things, you know, during, just during the sales process. So I would be in the, I would get to go over to the sales center and I would get to, you know, do a few things and spend some time over there. And then as the project got finished, uh, as we were closing it out, I got to do the walkthroughs. I got to, you know, with all the buyers um, and just help on the closing process. And so I really just got to do all of these things, but plus it was just fun. And it was on South Beach and I was young and and single and, and really, just, really tan. Yeah, exactly. Well, I don't know. You, you can't, you, you see me, I'm, I'm, I'm not super tan person. <laughs> that never happened. However, um, it was just a really fun, exciting time. And of course it was a very high end contest. So the finish was fabulous and everything was just, everything was fabulous. And it was very fun, which was kind of funny because, uh, then when I did move over to the multifamily side, I, 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 got this interview and I really didn't know a lot about multifamily and went in and, and started looking at the product type. And I thought, Ugh, this is kind of, <laughs> I'm going to be slumming it if I'm working in multifamily, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going from these fabulous kitchens with fabulous sub-zero to like, what is the cheapest appliance package we can possibly put in here? Still and so it was definitely a shift for me. Um, but I would say that was my, and it was my first one, you know, I got to where I was wearing a hard hat and going up into a high rise, you know, for the first time. And it was just, the whole thing was very exciting. So I love to just say like, okay, in your case, you didn't go to school for real estate or, or urban planning. You went to school for finance and interna- international yeah. trade, right? That was exactly. actually my undergrad too. I don't ah. know if you mentioned that before, but not at UF, at LSU. Um, so I've, I've and, and it was a great degree. Like I really enjoyed what I learned, um, mm-hmm. but I always like kind of scratch my head and go, do, do I, have I ever really applied what I've, what I learned? <laughs> I think it taught me how to think about economics and, yeah. and deal structure, um, but I'd love to know, like when you were a younger girl before college, like, do you, did you have any tendencies when you were younger that you might have been able to forecast that you would end up in the development or the built space? Well, you know, interestingly, I didn't really even know about the development space. I, and I, that sounds so strange to say, but um, especially when I you know, say what I'm about to say, my father's a home builder. Um, my stepmother is a real estate broker. Um, so I've been around my, my great uncle was a, was a prolific builder. I've been in around the business of, of construction and real estate my entire life. But when I was, um, when I was in high school, I was, I was a really good math student. So I always liked math and, um, I had visions of myself when I was, you know, a teenager uh, that I was going to go to college and I was going to have this great executive job and I was going to wear my, you know, navy blue suits and, and at the time pantyhose and uh, high heels and and I think I just loved that picture of being in business and I was good at math, so 
you know, finance kind of made sense, but I didn't really know what I was going to do with it. I thought maybe I'd go into something investment sales. I didn't even really know what that meant, you know? And um, so when I, uh, and again, strange, I'd been around construction and real estate stuff my entire life, but not, of course, not at the scale that, of what we do. And I really fell into it because I had gotten a, an internship with Trammell Crow Company right after school and working and doing just a summer internship kind of a thing. And, and we, and I, that's where I kind of learned a little bit more about the real estate industry versus just being a residential broker or a residential home builder. And then ended up um, getting my real estate license just for the heck of it, because why not? Yeah. And got a real estate license and then, and then just sort of kind of fell into it. It looked for a job and, and, and just happened to get a job um, with a company that, again, I was thinking I was going to be an analyst. Maybe I didn't even, I didn't even have a, an idea of the track uh, that this could lead into what I started with. And and so it just kind of unfolded organically over time. It wasn't intentional. <laughs> and, and I have been super, super blessed to work with great people who have been great mentors, who have been really just good people that have, and smart people um, that have cared enough to kind of, again, mentor me and kind of show me the way and, and encourage me and, and, and the given me enough rope to hang myself and, you know, and, and, but it's been great. And I, it, it kind of, um, I think back though, and I'm like, I don't know that I would ever have um, seen myself going in this direction, but it's just been such an incredible journey. And I love what I do. I, it's, you know, there's some nights it was last night at eight 30 and I'm reviewing this terrible construction agreement and, I, and I'm sending these drawings that are a mess and I'm frustrated and where is this going to go? And we, you know, and our partners are going to freak out and, and, but I love it. I love what I do. I think it's really exciting. And I really think it's, it's always interesting to me that there aren't more women in this industry because I think it's a great industry for women. I 100% agree. Like I love I it mean, too. Yes. And, 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 and I, the women in the industry are like rock stars. Awesome, like, right? I, like, I, I love to be around them. They're super thoughtful and considerate and they work really hard, you know, to, yeah. to be so successful for themselves and the companies that they're associated with. And, and I'm like, man, you just, and for, like you said, for as much as it's really frustrating, right? There, there are really challenging moments. I mean, I had a deal that died yesterday the day of closing, you know, and in today's environment, I'm like, oh my God, I just worked seven months really oh, worked oh, so sorry. as a broker, like more than most deals holding everyone's hands and it, and it didn't work. And I'm like, right. oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. so hard. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, I woke up this morning and I'm like, I freaking love this. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I love knowing that I'm part of something that's bigger than just me. You know, right. and, and I joke around a lot and I say this a lot on the podcast that I take full credit for when I do a deal with people like you guys, I, I will drive past something I sold after it's built. Yeah. I'm like, I built that. 
Yeah, own it. You should own it. I had nothing to do with the construction <laughs> or the development. I just sold the property. But I'm like, yeah, that's, okay. that's my it's project. Yours. And my kids, oh my gosh, they grew up with me saying like, oh yeah, that's my project. And they're like, oh, did you build that? I built that. I did yes. not build it. Uh, yes, amen. You should it's do fine. that. <laughs> you know, so when, when you guys as a development companies when you put together a really beautiful project, it's like super special for people on the front end of the deal who don't always get to participate on the back end and to see oh, things. Yeah. Um, because it is a, it's a bit of ownership that we know that we've sure. been a part of something that's making our community better. So I'm sure. going to thank you on behalf of everybody on the front end of the deals, <laughs> the land brokers, the surveyors, the environmental <laughs> scientists, because we don't, we don't get that back piece. You know, right. unless we seek it out. So but honestly, so it's, I mean, it's you guys who make it all happen. I mean, that's what I would say. These, I, I never, ever, ever could have imagined until I got on the business, the sheer number of people and energy and effort and time and, and smarts that it takes to get these projects from a piece of dirt to a completed project. It, it's, it's shocking. I mean, it's, it still blows my mind when I, when I stop and think about all the moving parts that are happening right now, as I sit here, everything that's going on. And so it's just an, everybody on the team is such a critical part of that process that it's like, it's, it, it all, it, it's, it's, you, you did build it. I mean, it really, if, if it wasn't for your part of it, it wouldn't happen. And, and everybody's part is like that. It's all, and, and that's why it's so important. And we've been really fortunate that even we have such a great team and that a, a team of, again, like I said, like the people that I worked for, smart um, and, and good, honest, hardworking people. And, and frankly, and sometimes this is surprising in our business, but people that don't really have a lot of ego, like people that are really just like humble, confident in their abilities as they should be, but, but, but humble and just willing to do what you have to do to get the job done. And, and we really work together just really, really, really well. And, and, and that's been such a great thing just to have, you know, it sounds corny, but we really are kind of like a family um, because you do work so hard on these and you spend so much time together. And that's even on our projects, even with our consultants, I do like to create that sort of environment, you know, and, it and takes, it takes a long it, time for these projects to does, go from together. Like my stage to when you're turning it over to the residents. Yeah. I mean, what, what's your typical, cause I tell people what oh. my timeline is in sales, what in, in brokerage, what is it in you guys? Once you put a piece from the time you put a piece of dirt under contract to the time you're actually someone on your team is handing somebody keys. What's that timeline? Look oh, like? it can, it's, it's, you know, it's three years, you know, it can be, it can be shorter, it can be longer depending on, you know, right. where we are with the project when we, when we get under contract on it. And, and, uh, but you know, our, our project in West Melbourne that we just started right now, We've went under contract on that. I guess it's probably been a year ago, and it, we it'll be under construction for three years. So four years, you know, from start to finish. Let's and, and it'll be a little longer because we'll still have to lease it up fully, you know, after that that spot, but after that stage. But it's it's um and I and that's something important too for me personally in my career. I've really felt it's important to me personally to work for people that I respect and I like and work with people that I respect and I like. And, and maybe that's why I like my job so much because it's, I really try to surround myself with people that are, that I, that I like and that they're, that are doing a good job and that we work well together. Um, because like you said, it's such a long period of time and you are working with each other. I'm, you know, I'm talking to our, 
all of our consultants, there's points where we're talking multiple times a day for months at a time. And, and then we'll continue to talk throughout the life of the project. Um, it's great to form a good relationship, even a personal relationship and get to know people and, and know their families and know about them. And, you know, this is, we're spending so much of our time on these things that, you know, let's, let's learn about each other and, and know each other and, and, and make, this isn't just, oh, I go to work and I come home. This can be an enriching part of your life. And, and it's great to make these connections for professional reasons and just personal reasons. I've made great friends through some of our, our projects and, um, and it really should be a, a positive experience. I, I like to always say with the consultants, I really want us all to like, let's, let's get up and start on the right foot. Let's really, you know, this can be a great experience for all of us. It's not going to be perfect, but if we all have a really good relationship and we all inherently trust each other and know that we're all here to do a good job and help each other out and get to the goal line. When you hit bumps in the road, you can get through those so much easier. Absolutely. You know, you can just, because you know that we're all on the same page and that's so important. I 100% agree. So tell me um, if a young woman called you and said, I'm thinking about the world of commercial real estate or development or land. And she said, I'm just looking for some guidance and advice. What would you tell her? I would say, heck yeah. First of all, like, yes, 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 do it. Um, you know, and, and I would, I think the best advice is you know, it's sort of hard to know where to start with it because you don't really know what you're going to like doing. I don't think I, as I we talked a little earlier, I didn't really ever envision what I'm doing now. I don't know that I knew about what I was doing now. And I don't know that I knew that I would be good at what I'm doing now. Um, and, and so I think getting in with a, a good company um, that offers you um you know, some ability to be exposed to a lot of different things is an ideal scenario. So you can really kind of get a feel for what you like, what you're good at. Um, you know, I, I think another important thing that I've seen a lot of young women doing um, in recent years uh, that I didn't do, but I think is great, is getting involved in a lot of the women's organizations, professional organizations. I think there's, there's so many great resources and there's so many women that are a little further along in their career, women like us, who are so willing to just spend some time with younger women and, 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 you know, mentor them if, if we, if we can, or just, you know, help them along in any way that we can support them, you know, send business their way if we can, and really just help them kind of come up. And I, I think that's a really, there, there's some great groups out there now. I mean, and there probably always have been, I, I, again, I, I didn't take advantage of that when I was younger. And I look at that now and go, oh my gosh, I really missed some opportunity there. Um, but, you know, I don't say, um, you know, so, so expose yourself to different things, uh, connect with other women, um, and really kind of be open to opportunities that you don't, I think I had a really defined idea. I was going to go into banking and, and, and I actually went so far as to go up to North Carolina for a while because I was convinced at the time Charlotte was the, the banking epicenter with, it was, I don't know, it was Nations Bank at the time and before it was Bank of America. And I, I was, I was going to, going to banking into a management training program. And I, and I really kind of got stuck on that. And I think it's very easy sometimes. I mean, there's, there's a difference between being focused on what you know you want, but also don't pigeonhole yourself because there's a lot of great stuff out there. And, and you know, be open to some different ideas and, and different opportunities because you just don't really know where they're going to lead. It may be to your dream job. It may just be a connection point, you know, to somebody 
that, you know, as a stepping stone to something else, I, you know, but I would say, um, but I would first would just say, do it, just, just get into, get into commercial real estate. We need more women. Yes. Which is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. That's the whole point of this podcast is for me going around and talking to women like you and Laura Cole at Lakewood Ranch and a few business coaches that I know. And I'm like, Hey, like, we need more women in the room. Yeah. I'm still, I've been doing this almost 20 years and I'm often the only woman in the oh, room. Like in, in, and I love it. And I'm like, this is it's intimidating an environment. Is, is it looks like on, you know, on the surface, like it, it can be intimidating to go to some meetings when you're like, oh, okay, there's 30 people here and there's two women in the room. Right. But it's, it, the industry has changed so much since I started and it's just some of the barriers that were there have completely broken down. And people just oh, yeah. like you said, they want really smart people around them who care about what they care about and can move the needle, you know? And, yeah. and, I, and I too say to young women, like, do not be afraid to pick up the phone and cold call anyone. You might actually get them on the phone. I mean, that's how yeah. I got you on the guest. I don't, right. I mean, we hadn't met. And I was like, right. Hey, you don't know me. I'm on the West coast of Florida, but I know who you are. And this is why I want you to share your message. Yeah. Um, and I hear from women across the United States occasionally in my space and in development and, you know, they're in their twenties and, and I'm like, I will drop everything I'm doing to talk to them. So I'm like, Hey, or I'll tell them if I can't right at that moment, I'll say, I need you to call me this evening. I'll talk to you on my way home, you know, when I'm driving home or let's set a time. I want to be able to give you good, honest insight because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I love it. Cause I think it's so important. It's so important for us to say, um, you know, I'm going to throw my hand back. Like I ran track in high school. I'm going to throw my hand back because I want you to grab it so that I can pull right. you forward. And if you could be more successful, faster than me or have tools that yes. I didn't even know existed, I want to be able to help you yes. because I won't be doing this forever, um, right. but I love it. And and I'm glad that you brought up the women's organization. I know crew is, is great, um, but we're both members of the Urban Land Institute I know you're, I think you're involved with the Women's Leadership Initiative. I've been very involved. It's great. And, um, you know, I tell people like you you need to be involved in associations, but the Urban Land Institute is really the premium and get involved and get a seat at the table. And if you feel intimidated, like find out the other women in your organization and call them up and say, this is my first meeting or my second meeting. I just need a friendly face. Or somebody yeah. who's going to help me introduce them, you know, me to people. I 100%. would do that for anyone. Um, so I, I, I'm really happy that you brought that up. Um, so I'm glad that you gave your advice. I think those really wonderful. I like to wrap up every podcast with a couple pretty simple questions. Uh, one is, is there a book that you've read recently or that you're currently reading or a podcast that you listen to where you get either inspiration or something that just helps you fill your, fill your cup to move forward? Well, I, I have been so swamped lately. I'll be honest. I have a stack next to my bed and, I, and, I'll, and I'll open one and I get about three sentences in and I fall asleep because it's usually about 1230 when I start reading them. Um, so, you know, I, I, I have um, been trying to get through Atomic Habits for about two years. Um, <laughs> so we need um, to send you the cliff notes. I know. Well, you know, it's funny on a, one trip uh, from, from a ULI event one time that was over in St. Petersburg coming back. I thought I would listen to the audiobook, but that didn't work so well for me because I'm like, I need to take notes. This is good stuff, but, and I need to highlight. So I scrapped the audiobook book um, 
but no, and, and I'm actually, and also I, I, I do read the Bible. So that actually has always been something that I go back to it just a little bit of, of just kind of keeping me grounded and focused and, and That's just great. Um, keeping me balanced on that. And other than that, no, I have a list, but I just can't get to them. <laughs> Same with podcasts, but hopefully I keep saying after this next week, things are going to calm down a little, I think. After this next week, things are going to calm down, but um, so hopefully we'll get there and I can start working through my list. Well, I'm sure you will. And I'll let you know when we go to full launch, right? That way you could just listen to my podcast. I know that would be great. I would love that. I would love that because I do think it's really important. And even though I'm not making time for it. Um, but, but do what I say, not what I do, right. To, to really, to fill your cup, like you said, to really, you know, because it's easy for us to get so distracted with everything around us, but really to get that positive messaging and, and whatever that looks like for you, um, you know, in your life on a daily basis and really kind of, kind of keeps it writes your ship. Yes, no, absolutely. Okay. And the final question is if people wanted to keep up with any of your escapades through your career. Are you active on LinkedIn or any social media? Can they follow you or are you pretty much like head down, get job done? You, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm terrible on LinkedIn. I'm embarrassed to admit that. Um, so don't go to my LinkedIn because I, I you know I'm, I'm embarrassed about how little content there is there. Uh, okay. We had a PR company for a while trying to load stuff in there. And then uh, anyway, um, but I'm trying to put more stuff on my Instagram. It's always been a little bit spotty with, you know, more, pictures of kids or an occasional thing, but I actually did just post on my story yesterday, um, our Eden, uh, the project that we have in West Melbourne, um, because we've just gotten this whole huge giant site cleared um, in, in anticipation of starting our 373 units there. So I, I did post that. That's my, I posted it as my baby for the next three years. So oh, I love um. that. I love that. I um, A couple of years ago, I did a big personal branding project. And I was like, okay, well, I do all my professional stuff on LinkedIn and I do all my personal stuff on Facebook. But what I, it was so siloed that I was like, my clients are like, cause I'm with them for so long. They want to get to know me better on yeah, a personal right. level. Mm -hmm. So finally I was like, I'm not really active on Instagram. That's going to be where I blend the two parts of me. And that's really okay. like who I am. Right. I'm like, this is who I am. Yes, so it's like, if yes. you follow me on Instagram, you're going to see business stuff. You're going to see pictures of me and my kids you are going to see pictures of my cocktail. Cause I, that's my yeah, hobby, yeah. cocktail making. And I'm like, you know, that you'll get to know me, you know, but I'm going to throw some facts out about the business and, you know, if you I'm going to start great. following you, Nancy, cause then I'm going to follow your lead. I'm just going to do what you do. <laughs> cause that sounds like God. perfect. That oh, sounds really yeah. good. I like no, that. And I that's, love that. I haven't really talked about it. Like that's where I am right now. I have, I built a lounge in my house and it's a craft cocktail lounge. And so that's, oh. you can see the background. This is, you can't really see it. I won't, I won't do it too much, but you can see the velvet curtains in the background and lots I'm of I'm coming over. I am coming Yeah, that's over. all my girlfriends are like, um, <laughs> when's the next party in your lounge? Or people who know me well, and I'm like, oh, I'm doing this podcast. You need to come on. And they're like, okay, um, when can I come to the lounge to record it? I'm like, no, 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 no. We do it on Zoom. <laughs> they're like, well, I'm not going to be on it unless I'm sitting with a cocktail in your unless lounge. I get a craft like, cocktail. Well, yeah, exactly. Give me a little bit of time. I know. Um, well, I, I'm I'll so... be there though. Invite me. I will definitely, I will come for it uh, to your, your craft Def cocktail lounge. Oh my gosh. I, I can't wait. And I know, like I, I just said something the other day, I'm like a year from now, I'm going to invite everybody who was a guest somewhere. I'm going to be like, let's, let's bring it. everybody together and let's, you know, just celebrate the success. Uh, again, I want to thank you for your time. 
I really appreciate you spending time with me. You're super positive and infectious and I can see why you're really successful. So uh, thank you again. Thank you, Nancy. And, and I thank um, you for doing this forward. podcast. I think this is a great, a great thing. And, and I thank you for, for your efforts and, and trying to, you know, further and promote women in, in the commercial real estate industry. That's great. Absolutely. Great no problem. Well, thank you again. Take care. All right. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of She's Wild, the podcast for women in land and development. If you enjoyed today's show, please go out and rate us so that we can be found by other women in our industry. And if you know women who are working in land and development, please share this podcast with them. And if you know a total rock star woman, badass chick who is killing it in land and development anywhere in North America, I want to know who she is. Please reach out to me so that I can feature her on an upcoming episode.